Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com/results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com/results. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw and SmackDown, but also the Wednesday Night War between AW and NXT. Pay per views, we have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet to preview the penultimate Raw ahead of WrestleMania. And it looks like an eventful one. It does look like an eventful one. And let me just scroll past the incredible form records of Sunderland and Chesterfield in our chat so I can look <laughs> back at what we're previewing on this week's Raw. No, um, I just wanted to be able to gloat on behalf of both of us. This is a really eventful Raw, and that's great. Um, last week's review, we touched upon this. WWE had no choice but to actually get on the road to WrestleMania that they pretended had started back at the Royal Rumble. And it made for a really busy show last week. Um, it wasn't the best. Raw's quality, I don't even think undulates anymore. I think it's mostly flatlining with occasional spikes. Um, but just the fact that so much was going on and so much was added to the card just gave it a bit of life. Mm. And I hope now with almost almost no time to, <laughs> no time to screw it up, I hope we can... <laughs> I hope we can just get two decent weeks of build. Most things are so fresh and are so interesting. And if they're not fresh, such as the goo, <laughs> they're, they're formal now. They're announced. They're official. It's official. So we can start talking about them in proper terms rather than just speculating that eventually it's going to be built. I've got not high hopes, but measured ones that we're at least going to have things to talk about tomorrow as well as things to speculate on today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after SmackDown at the weekend, uh, I got some uh, COVID testing because I wasn't feeling great and I'd lost my sense of taste and smell and all that usual things. Thankfully, I'm all fine for that. I've just got a big old case of WrestleMania fever. I am buzzing <laughs> for two nights of WrestleMania in less than two weeks' time. And also, this is a weird one today for us, Hamflet, because... This is our final Raw preview before WrestleMania. We've got a four-day Easter weekend to come, 
and mm. I'll be drunk in the garden for that. So this is effectively our go-home Raw preview ahead <laughs> of WrestleMania. We'll be reviewing the, the Raw before WrestleMania. Don't worry about that. But we're off uh, for a four-day weekend and currently putting plans in to preview SmackDown about three days before it actually happens. But we'll, we'll do that <laughs> when we get to it. Uh, let's talk about something that you and I have speculated on quite a lot over the last week. We weren't exactly a huge fan of it on Raw. Then someone suggested an incredible uh, fantasy booking suggestion for it all. And now I've gone from like, uh, although I do kind of like anytime someone puts a bounty on a wrestler's head to now being proper into it. The bounty on Drew McIntyre's head, and if anyone will collect it tonight on Raw Hamlet. Yeah, this was. I think, in hindsight, maybe um, the reason we were harsh about the bounty on last week's episode was that because of the context with which it was delivered, you had Bobby Lashley kind of being a babyface mm. as relates to the hurt business interfering in matches, followed by then asking the twenty four seven goobers to collect a bounty. Take that, take that opening match against Sheamus out of it, and it's quite a good bit of booking, in my opinion. I think that's it. I think it it made so little sense within the context of last week's Raw that we maybe, you know, aside from it, which we're supposed to review it as a television show, not just pick the segments we like. So that was the reason for being yes. a little bit confused or befuddled by it. But yeah, some pretty cool fantasy booking about Brock Lesnar being the one to collect the bounty does pique your interest a little bit. More to the point, if not Brock, somebody doing it, and managing it because it kind of sets up Drew's WrestleMania opponent if he wins the belt, doesn't it? Or it gives Drew the perfect out to allow Bobby Lashley to retain. It does add pretty good drama to this title match. Um, as hard it is to imagine, and I don't want to drag him, I'm just picking a name from that locker room, a Drew Gulak being there with a, oh, a crowbar yeah. like Tonya Harding or Nancy Kerrigan or something <laughs> behind the scenes. I, 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 can't, I can't see us feeling particularly hyped for one of those guys to be the one to do it. But maybe that was, maybe that was to throw you off the scent. Maybe seeing Bobby Lashley speaking to those guys was to throw you off thinking it was going to be anybody big. And in fact, it's going to be the biggest surprise they've got in the locker. If they can, basically, if they can avoid something like the booking of Bobby Lashley last week in the match, this is probably going to be quite effective because we did say after Fastlane um, and after Drew's match with Sheamus, the trick was making it very clear who's the heel and who's the baby face in this match. WWE were risking that dreaded mixed reaction for Drew because of how awesome Bobby Lashley was. And about his pretty good mm. old school heel stuff, especially if somebody actually accepts the bounty, especially if on the go-home roll, which as you say, we're not going to be reviewing. It is a four-day weekend here in the United Kingdom. Um, you'll be sitting, getting drunk in your garden. I've got two young children, so I'll be sitting getting even drunker in my garden. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we won't be able to preview that. But it strikes me that if we see teases of it from the 24-7 crew this week, mm. somebody, somebody quote-unquote proper will claim it next week. This will be, be the fake out week. Yeah, I, I sense there's going to be some sort of, my mind always goes to like, the big show in the Royal Rumble where they all pile on him and then all yeah. fly off at the same time, possibly with the 24-7 goobers. But I also do like the idea of Bobby Lashley being like, if anyone could take out Drew McIntyre before WrestleMania, that'd be really helpful. And I was like, have you been watching the show? Because Seamus has kind of been trying to do that for the last few months. <laughs> and uh, well, pretty damn good at it. See what happened at bloody Fastlane. But anyway, uh, yeah, it'd be very intriguing to see what happens next with that. We've also got a WrestleMania contract signing tonight. 
Asuka and Rhea Ripley signing their contract to confirm their match for night two of WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. These never go to plan, but how off the rails do you think it's going to go? And could this be our second triple threat match at WrestleMania, do you think? Honestly, the only thing I could think of at the moment is Asuka and Ripley ending up, like, as, as a result of this contract signing, in, like, a tag team title match against Shayna Baszler and oh, Nia Jax. Like, <laughs> like, on the same night, they're, like, they're about to sign the contract, they're about to get all serious, then Nia and Shayna and Reginald are there on the ramp, and Nia's like, oh, why is everybody talking about you? What about our title match? Where's our contract signing? And then Rhea's like, well, maybe we should have a title match tonight and then they lose to Nia and Shayna as well because that's WWE's go-to for how you make opponents to WrestleMania title <laughs> matches I, 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 like that's the only thing I can visualise I'm assuming with your triple threat idea you were alluding to of course the natural inclusion of uh, Peyton Royce um, but if they don't go down that if they don't go down that route because we are haunted by her potential yes maybe Charlotte Flair is and we keep our fingers crossed hopefully free from Covid and, and is that mm-hmm. a direction is she going to just miss Wrestlemania altogether to get herself recovered for that post Wrestlemania season perhaps we don't know um, it is unlikely of course that this will be nothing more than contracts being signed it would be interesting as well to work out exactly what they're saying with Rhea Ripley because last week she was kind of a kind of a tweener more of a heel than I expected mm. her to be by kind of laughing off Charlotte's COVID, um, which let me tell you is no laughing matter. No, I just I just want to be able to go outside and literally smell the roses because I fucking can't. Um, like it's, it was, I don't know if it was in a delivery or if it was in the scripting or if it was a combination of the two, but I don't think it was all particularly clearly laid out last week about the hows and whys of Rhea Ripley's title match. Maybe we'll flesh that out. Maybe if this is just, if nothing else, if not to do with Nia or Shayna or Charlotte, maybe this is just a bit of a do-over and we get a, kind of the clearer motivations from both women about why this match means as much as it does to them. Rhea Ripley, for them to have not yet gone back to the fact that this time last year, she was filming vignettes in Raymond James Stadium saying, I can't wait for this. This is everything I worked for. Then to have that ripped away from her. For them to have yet to go back to that seems foolish in my opinion mm. so maybe maybe they just try again this week to establish the motivations of the women other than defending and winning the title there is more to this i've got like mixed emotions whenever i talk about this being a potential triple threat because i can understand people's frustrations of just like oh, that waters down the other triple threat you've got on the same sodding night but then i also think that being compared or drawing comparisons between roman reigns edge and daniel bryan and Asuka, Charlotte Flair, and Rhea Ripley, I don't think it does anyone any harm, personally. And I think you've almost got similar personalities. Of I talked about this quite a lot on the uh, on the SmackDown preview of, I don't know the exact terminology, and I should look into this, but like chaotic good, chaotic evil, and then like the bit in between. And you've got <laughs> pure babyface Daniel Bryan, you've got pure heel Roman Reigns, and you've got Edge, who still is in the middle for me, as much mm. as he is a bastard for what he did on Friday night he's still got this fairy tale story of coming back from horrific injury and you've got pure babyface Asuka pure heel Charlotte Flair how have you not realized that she's the heel in all this and the way you do that if you want to go oh, oh god how do we make a heel this week just have a politico way in just have a say look I've spoke with the powers that be I'm bloody Charlotte Flair obviously I'm just automatically in this title match and bollocks to you know, Mandy Rose or anyone else who thought, well, maybe I could get in the WrestleMania. No, no, no. And Rhea Ripley isn't 
you know, purely, she's called the nightmare at the end of the day. You can't <laughs> be purely baby face if you're that, but you're also not a 100% heel because you've got this history with Charlotte Flair that you're trying to, like you say, you're trying to recover from. So I, that's how I hope it happens tonight. I hope they come out, they have a bit of back and forth. Don't have Asuka be the one who'd be like, oh, didn't you lose last year? Don't have her bring that up. Have them be about to sign. Woo, out she comes, full pageantry, etc. Boo.wav, hammer a bit of that because they're ruining this <laughs> wonderful WrestleMania moment and you've got it really easily uh, established. Speaking of WrestleMania, a match that hasn't, I don't think, let me do a check, as far as I know, been booked yet, but we booked on our sort of predicting WrestleMania 37 podcast last week, uh, is the United States Championship match. And tonight there's a non-title match, Riddle versus Sheamus, all based off some sort of scooter assault that we got last week. This is surely, with two weeks, well, less than two weeks ago, a step on the way to setting up Sheamus becoming United States champion on the 11th or 10th of April. I hope so, yeah. Um Shame, we've lamented Sheamus's rather unfortunate position as the forgotten man of this mm. WrestleMania build. Um, bad timing of the of when the execution of the Drew stuff, but the quality of the work with Drew completely overwhelmed some of the missteps along the way. Um, just tremendous series of matches. Sheamus found like irresistible form at the back end of last year, and he's just kept it up. Um, I don't. I don't know if people like or dislike it at this point when we labour over the difficulties of, of Riddle mm-hmm. in brackets general, um, but there is a great deal of catharsis, I guess, amongst some of the fan base. Look, kayfabe and otherwise, if you just want to see Riddle get knocked around by Sheamus for outside of the ring reasons, more power to me. I mean you. Um, if you want to see it in kayfabe because he's an absolute arsehole that wheels around on a scooter and you want to see that scooter jammed up his ass, more power to you there the strict kayfabe Monday Night Raw fan because there was something great about Sheamus going for it last week. <laughs> something hugely, like, that felt just like vindication for the poor guy having to say that his match with Drew at Fastlane was his WrestleMania. That he felt the hope draining from his soul like the colour many years ago drained from his body when he said, oh, this is my WrestleMania. It's like, well, maybe your WrestleMania should be an actual WrestleMania match. So as much as I'm not typically in favour of them having a match that gets thrown out to build another match. You have only got two weeks to go. This could be, neither of them can be separated in this sweaty brawl. And then next week you throw up a graphic and there it is. I would I would be pickier about other wrestlers and other opponents and other times, but I think this would do just fine. Yeah, I mean, Riddle is a sensational wrestler. Right, he had a really good match with Mustafa Ali on the kickoff show mm. of Fast Lane. I think you know everyone can agree on that. But this character is, I, I, you know, really enjoyed his character in NXT. But this is unbearable, and I feel like if you ever need sort of a reason for him to have a hard reset, it's him facing Sheamus at WrestleMania, coming in doing all the bro, bro, bro stuff, and getting his head kicked off inside eighteen seconds. Like oh, that's bro, bro. Bro, 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 bro kick. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like you say, it may be convoluted, but I think, I don't know. I I never want to hear, I hate it when someone gets DQ'd for kicking too much arse, so maybe not that. But like you say, this match has got to, maybe even just give Sheamus a pinfall victory over him. Let's have a finish, and that's a complete justification for Sheamus to go, well, I've beaten you in a non-title that qualifies me for a title match. I'll see you at WrestleMania because I feel like these two, Hamlet, could have 
I mean, I look at this WrestleMania card off the back of SmackDown. The reason why I got so excited is I look, there's 11 matches confirmed right now. And a lot of them, few of them not, no offense to Bad Bunny and the Miz, but I don't think they're going to steal the show. Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. Whoa, we'll get to that in a second. Fiend versus <laughs> Randy Orton. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun, whatever they bloody do with that. But there's like eight matches that leaves, which could be match of the night, and they're all genuine contenders for it. Yeah, I mean, it's an, a, a one of them ones where there would be a certain pushback if you did get Seamus and Riddle going 20 seconds. Yeah, something akin to the Brian match from all those years ago. There would be an understandable pushback from fans of both those wrestlers. But a good card is not one wall-to-wall with bangers. It's one with diversity of stipulations, of match times, of... Um, the old Vincism that we've learned through various Conrad podcasts of the let me up matches, like the great let me up matches. I'm pulling to mind the likes of the uh, gimmick battle royal from WrestleMania mm-hmm. 17. They enhance a card, they really do, especially a two night one where kind of much of it is about getting everybody onto it. Um, so this would probably be where you do do a flash title change. Um, I would look for one somewhere because these can be long nights and this is as good as any. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com wrestling. Wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Right, let's look at another match confirmed for WrestleMania. I, by the way, I completely agree with you there. Like, both nights, main card, I mean, you've got like six matches, five matches on night two for now, although we could see many more being added, of course. But both nights, you could easily see, let's just have three hours for each night, 
a kickoff show can have an hour and each night you have a battle royal just for, for the fans. Like, that's perfect. That's ideal for me. That gets everyone on the card. It doesn't last bloody ages and you get, like you say, this variety in the match types. I promised a minute ago that we would talk about it. Let's talk about... I'm gutted that we're not we're not doing this on this night that I'm streaming, although it's probably for the best considering I'm going to react to it. Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Uh, obviously... Shock horror, Shane McMahon wasn't injured, Hamflet. Oh, no. And there's me thinking that oh, it was very lucky that they had a camera crew there to catch that injury <laughs> that he suffered off the back of a jumping knee on the fast lane kickoff show, whatever his sodding was. Regardless, Shane's fine. Braun's challenging to a match. Braun isn't stupid, allegedly. So what, and he gets to pick the match type, what match do you reckon Braun is going to pick? Do you think that's going to be revealed tonight? And, uh, How's Shane going to try and make him look stupid? Braun Strowman tonight is going to let Shane McMahon know that at WrestleMania, he's going to be made to suffer the fate that he suffered two weeks earlier. The green goo, it's going to be a walk the plank match. (laughs) They're going to fight on the ship. Like that's where the brawl is going to take place. And there's going to be a big vat of the green goo akin to your... Mimosa Mayhem mm-hmm. or Divas swimming pool, mud bath, gravy ball matches from years gone by. It's going to be full of green goo. It's going to look like something off the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Um, and they're going to have this match on the pirate ship. And then it looks as if, and that's why Shane's selling the knee now, because it's going to be like that kind of piratey yeah. peg leg thing that you see <laughs> from those old pirate films. Um, Shane's going to get these hooks because Braun's going <laughs> to a hook instead of a hand and then obviously it's going to look as if Shane's going to walk the plank and then Dabakato's going to appear from nowhere and then push Braun off the plank instead and he's going to get covered in the green goo and there's your your post-WrestleMania programs how do I know that already Wilborn? Well I think because I are uh, it's as good as booked like in theory, sorry, if I, sorry if I've left you marooned without a take there. No, I, I love it. I think it's fantastic. Now that's genuinely genius. But in theory, if Braun wasn't an idiot, surely you'd say, "I'll have you in any match." In fact, you can pick the match type. Just have a one-on-one match or a no DQ match. But if there is any outside interference, you've gone from WWE forever. If like if you could pick the, why would you pick that? But yeah. <laughs> This there's some matches on this. I'm thinking of like Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Let's be honest, the build to that hasn't been great or sensible or anything like that. It's Sami spiraling out of control with his conspiracy theories and now <laughs> inexplicably getting Logan sodding Paul on SmackDown. Mm. And have I had risk? This is at least right. I sort of heard whispers about him potentially showing up at WrestleMania as well. Is that true? There's been those uh, just whispers right now. I think they'll probably look to confirm or deny that one way or the other on SmackDown this week. It's probably going to be telling if he um, like starts building the SmackDown appearance over the week or yeah. if he's just agreed to do one Skype in or one Thunderdome Zoom call or whatever. Or, of course, Sammy being the heel could be just lying. You know, he could be, he could sit and then we just see Logan Paul shoot this one quick thing over a Zoom call saying, nah, and that's the end of it, but they managed to get one hot rating out of it. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a, I don't know much about Logan Paul. I gotta be honest. I kind of, I feel too old to understand what Logan Paul is. And yet um, I am fully aware what a big get he would be for WrestleMania if they could get him. Uh, It's 
cliff notes on Logan Paul. Uh, YouTuber did some very questionable content, supposedly has learned from that. That still remains to be seen. For KSI, we're obviously team KSI here at What Culture is he's British, so obviously we're going to back him. Okay. Had a couple of boxing matches against him, drew and then lost against KSI, and basically less of an arsehole than Jake Paul. So that's all you really need to know about Logan Paul. But we're talking about that. The Kevin Owens Sammy Zane was, K- was KSI the Gangnam style guy. No, no, okay. that's I. I'll, okay. I'll update you on later, Dad. Um, right, film but, in. Can you film me in the last 10 years when we finish this podcast? <laughs> Yeah, Nyan Cat over here, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn build's been terrible. But the match, if they are allowed to do what they're going to do, is as uh, Andy alluded to over the weekend, is going to be mint. This this is not that match. She's not like, well, the build's been bad. He's been going brawn, but it's all right because on the night, Braun Strowman and Shane are going to steal the sword and show. No, they are not. He's going to get some inexplicable offense in on a on the monster among men, the guy who was bloody leaving WrestleMania's world champion last year. But uh, it's going to be as preposterous as the hat that I've just seen Michael Hamlet don for us. <laughs> it's very um, it's ideal when uh, it's just gone World Book Day and my uh, kid's pirate costume is sat there so I can just try and put you off on this podcast. Yeah, um, the thing about the, to be a bit more serious about the stipulation, I do hope they go with a water plaque match, I gotta be honest, I'm being yeah. fully serious. Um, you're right in your assessment that if Braun doesn't nail this choice, he's every bit as stupid as Shane suggested. And that's been the kind of problem with this angle from the beginning. Shane calls him stupid, and then Braun does something that justifies everything Shane McMahon said. And Shane McMahon's supposed to be the heel. You just, they, they can't book. They cannot book. Because short, uh, Braun hasn't been booked to particularly outsmart Shane at any point. Yeah, he, fair enough. Like, he batters Elias or he he looks strong still. Mm. And he gets to wave his arm in the air and summon a train noise. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot we get more of that this week. Get in. Yeah, but like... He still looks kind of stupid. So at the moment, Shane's just continually being proved right. So yeah, Braun has to pick. Braun has to pick the stipulation that, in theory, Shane can't get out of the beating that he's des- that he's due at this point. Yeah, and yet, <laughs> and yet, and yet. Oh God, I just all of this just baffles me. This is going to be those, one of the things we look back on at the end of the year, and I'll go, oh yeah. Well, that was a thing. Um, speaking of which, Miz versus Bad Bunny. <laughs> right. So the reports on this are, it makes a lot of sense, to be fair. Morrison and Damien Priest are allegedly carrying minor injuries. And as a precaution for right now, they've announced this is a singles match between Miz and Bad Bunny. Potentially, they will add Priest and Morrison if they're both cleared ahead of WrestleMania. I hope so. I think that would make it a better match. And I think both Priest and Morrison deserve to be on this. Regardless, tonight... A guilty pleasure of mine in wrestling returns, as much as I moan about his god-awful promos and these stupid music videos, we get the dirt sheet tonight featuring the proper premiere. We got a sneak peek very briefly on last week's show of, is it Hey Hey Hop Hop? I believe the, the, yeah. the, 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 <laughs> the fire um, diss track that Miz and Morrison have written regarding Bad Bunny. Yeah, um, 
Yeah, hey, hey, hop, hop. Am I going to just throw what little credibility I've got in the bin here when I say this? One of, in my opinion, the great robberies of the pandemic was a WrestleMania crowd not singing, hey, hey, ho, ho, it's Miz and Morrison. Let me stick my neck neck out very literally on this podcast as I do that, because all I think about is the Miz doing it when they first (laughs) recorded that. That total banger just before the crowds disappeared and robbed them of that chant forever. Uh, That was amazing, that one they did last year. And it deserved more coverage than it got, which was obviously lost. If I'm not mistaken, lost to a six-person tag team ladder match that included three people. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, John Morrison plus Anne Uso. (laughs) And one member of of the New Day, TBC. We are not testing, and we should be. See you at WrestleMania! Um, Like, this is a chance at redemption for that. I have relatively high hopes for this um i like the i like obviously yeah bad bunny and not bad bunny sorry damien priest and john morrison they have contributed fully to this storyline and you would hope that they would have some sort of involvement i like the singles match i like how it looks i like how it feels i like how it puts over bad bunny's bravery as the baby face in the storyline he's not going to hide behind his big mate damien priest like I, i like this whole thing visually even if we get Plenty of involvement from Damien Priest and John Morrison on the night. Uh, of course, this could be a gross WWE comedy disaster. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tentatively trust the workers on this one. As always, never the process. Let's see how wrong I am in 24 hours. You, you had a bit of a thing for the dirt sheet back in the day as well, didn't you? Loved it, um, and I mean, I watched all of it through. Well, basically, through the same lens that we've done a lot of these podcasts, very blocky internet, because <laughs> it was 2007, and that was all the internet was. Staring to stream content on, uh, on WWE.com at the time. Yeah, some of those dirt sheets were just the classics. They're worth your time to go and dig out if you can find them. Um, somebody will have like ripped a few and put them onto YouTube. Uh, some of the content it, it doesn't really hold up, but some no. of it is still earnestly very very funny and of course a lot of they were kind of um the only thing i can really compare it to is when somebody just like rips the piss out of somebody on a raw talk or a talking smack because they know the bosses aren't watching um there was a lot of that on the dirt sheet and there was a lot to like from it and i just uh, yeah i I think this i think this rap might work and i think what's going to happen is it's that it's going to be so irresistibly funny that then they're going to send out bad bunny and damian priest to come out and be like, cool guy, baby faces, and be like, you think that was embarrassing? Wait till you see what Bad Bunny does to you at WrestleMania. And we're all going to be like, that wasn't embarrassing, that was really funny. Like, <laughs> you've got more pat on the baby faces, this programme's in trouble. And you know what? For once, I'm going to defend WWE in advance, because I can already see the, 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 the people, the smarmy sort of like, hmm, people who are already going to be like, Look at this. Bloody Miz was uh, WWE champion two weeks ago. Hmm. We all knew he was crap then. It wasn't like they've suddenly got <laughs> McIntyre. Let's dress you in a bunny costume. That'll be banter. No. So don't don't hit me with that take tomorrow because he's he's a knobhead. He's it, Miz, Miz is very aware after ten years in this or whatever it is in this company. He's very aware of the position he, he occupies right now. He knows who he is. He knows yeah. who he is, and he's. He's the guy that put Bobby Lashley all the way over as well. Like, this is not Goldberg putting a blonde wig on when he walks into WWE, is it? Nor is it the fiend losing to Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. 
Oh, like, it's, it's none of those things. Made me sad now because this. Oh, but I've, I've, I've given us a segue though, haven't I? Because he's got me next. Essentially, could be our last week. As you mentioned, we won't be previewing Raw next week. We'll both be drunk in our gardens, which is legal now, Boris. <laughs> um, this could be our last week previewing Randy Orton and the Fiend. And granted, oh, it's been God. six months of doing that. <laughs> but. <laughs> Raw <laughs> uh, rolls on, switching gears now. Uh, what on earth are we going to see tonight? How? I've written this question. I'm just going to ask it because this is a hospital pass of all hospital passes. The goo pass of all goo passes. <laughs> Randy Orton responds to the fiend tonight, Michael. <laughs> <clears throat> so leave the flaming fiend alone. You'll never change. I can't hold you near. Your goo looks a little weird. Um, I will miss this dearly. I will miss this so much. Um, Not as much Randy as that shot that sells goo in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Like you've you brilliantly phrased this like a WWE promo copy. Like how will Randy Orton respond to the feed? It's not going to be with a fucking RKO, is it? <laughs> <laughs> He burned him alive and he kicked out with two. Like, what's he, what's he got like there? Are they going to suggest that the punt that Shawn Michaels got out of 20 seconds later is enough to put out the burned girl before WrestleMania? <laughs> what can he possibly do? Um, it's great, this man. It's absolutely great. Randy Orton is finished. Randy Orton is a doomed soul set to walk the earth for only two more weeks before he steps hopefully into the Firefly Funhouse. Oh, um, God. I don't know what's going to happen, but I welcome all of it. Is it going to be... I think this week, Randy Orton has got to look inward. But they're going to do that by having him stare at a mirror that is then going to talk back to him. Yeah. (laughs) So he's he's going to stare at the mirror, and then the mirror is going to be like an animated version of him going, what have you done, Randy? Like, you always thought you could get out of any situation, but the company can't help you now. Vincent Mann can't help you now. You've got jizz. I mean, blood on your hands. <laughs> and uh, and it's fiend blood, and that's why it's black or something. And uh, you're going to pay at WrestleMania. Uh, and then it's going to turn into Alexa Bliss's voice. It's going to say, let him in. I, like, I, I say this every week. You can't say this program's good, but you absolutely can love it. Oh, absolutely. Like, that's... People who do fantasy booking, uh, you get a new potential every single week. Do you know what I thought of this week, right? Two weeks away from WrestleMania. I know we've got a contract signing, but someone needs to deliver the contract to Randy Orton because for... I was chatting to this to about a mate of mine who said, oh, I haven't watched since the Rumble what's been going on. And I went, I'll take a seat, boy. I'll be, I'll be pulling you in, right? And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said, if they don't make this a Firefly Funhouse match, I, I do not know what the last six months have been for. I genuinely don't know what's been going on. So tonight, deliver the contract, even though it's a weird thing to sign a contract. Are you all right to go on a mad uh, sort of LSD trip to uh, the, this Firefly Funhouse place? Or the only, the only place that only Seth Rollins can find? And normally just burn it down, right? <laughs> I think... Have him get the contract delivered, but he's like, "Hey, wait a second, who, who on earth does the admin for for Bray Wyatt the Fiend?" Open up the jacket up. It's all Huskers the Pig Boy, Ramley Rabbit. They're all on each other's shoulders in a big trench coat. <laughs> there you go. And they're just having murder all them. Either that or 
in uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world near the end, he has to fight himself, the evil version of himself. And he turns out he just makes friends with him because they've got similar interests. Have that. Avriand York makes best <laughs> friends with his evil self. And then they both team up and they're going to take on Bray Wyatt. Who cares? It'll be Banner regardless. What about, you know how we all quite guiltily enjoy Big Banter Bray when he's in the Firefly Funhouse? Like that time when Abby the Witch dropped an F-bomb. That sort of Oh, crap. yeah. I missed like, that. Let's have that. Let's have, let's have yeah. that Firefly Funhouse come back. A full banter Bray earlier in the night says, uh, oh, it appears that you've got yourself a fiendish problem at WrestleMania, the canned crowd laugh, blah, blah, blah. And then he says something like, you know, I hear a lot of people saying that you'd quite like to come to the Firefly Funhouse, but I'm not going to let that happen, Randy. You'll only come here when pigs fly. And then later on, Orton punts Huskus the Pig Boy. <laughs> so, like, we see, see Huskus the Pig Boy flying through the Thunderdome, and that's how Bray has to grant him a trip to the Firefly Funhouse. Absolutely. You know, when they talk a week about, and we moan about this, when they talk about the raw script being ripped up the last minute, it's going to happen tonight because we've just put, we've just put two brilliant ways of setting up this match. It's your gag brought to life. Like, what defines the Firefly Funhouse more than <laughs> in opposite land? So that's, <laughs> that's literally where they're going to fight at WrestleMania. Yes! Oh. I am really going to miss this. Like, it's... I, I feel sympathy for anybody who takes it seriously, but I'd like to think that's none of our listeners because they've had a listener. Like, we talk about, oh, like, six months of this. It's got to be for something daft. Like... The people that listen to this podcast have been like, they've been banging this drum for six goddamn months. Like, I'm gonna, they might cancel WWE Network, cancel what culture WWE if they don't book this. <laughs> yeah, it's very much, don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened. Especially <laughs> if you're a bloody list writer or what culture, apparently. Uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, including our review of the show tomorrow with myself and the Dadly Boys. And of course, the five star review review. If you want to suggest something for us to uh, talk about instead of some god awful raw segment, uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. Leave us a five star review on iTunes suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling rated for us to watch instead but for now this has been the raw preview my thanks to michael hamper thank you for joining us and we will see you soon do you love anime gaming movies and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do then join us on crunchyroll presents the anime effect i'm nick friedman i'm lee alec murray and i'm leah president Every week, you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show yeah. is absolutely yeah. incredible. Or anime. Yeah, and under this sure. mask is another mask. <laughs> you can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.